This episode of One Team, One Podcast Shorts is brought to you by River City's Total Maintenance. Located in New Orleans, uh, they do work all over the North Shore as well. Give those guys a call, 504-841-3300. Specialize in air conditioning, heating, now's the time. It's going to get back in the 20s again this weekend. Um, plumbing, electrical installation, and repair. Give Lucas Ragusa a call over at River City's Total Maintenance. Help with all of your maintenance needs in the North Shore area and in New Orleans. That's River City's Total Maintenance, 504-841-3300. All right, guys, welcome back. One Team, One Podcast Shorts. It is a solo edition. Uh, I am sitting here. Working from home today, but also checking out signing day. Bum, bum, bum. And uh, let me tell you, I have some thoughts on this. Uh, we're still awaiting Jacoby Matthews and Harold Perkins' um, announcements. They don't look good either. Um, Texas A&M is coming in, swooping up anybody they want. Um, and I am here to try to help some of you fans understand that things are a changing in the recruiting world. Um, I see a lot of comments, especially on Twitter right now about, well, Brian Kelly, they just got in. What do you expect? Typically, you know, you don't get a good signing class the first day. And I understand all those, um, all those things. Um, but now this is a little different. Um, this is a little different than, you know, I think the the biggest re, uh, the first regime change that I remember the last one I remember is is actually um, Denardo to Saban. That would have been the last time we actually had a recruiting class that we didn't have a lot of the same staff staying around. I mean, if you remember, you know Saban to Miles, you still had uh, some staff. I mean, you had Jimbo Fisher there. Um, it was kind of like told you have to you have to keep him. Uh, when you got to obviously miles to Ogeron, everything kind of stayed the same. So this is the first time in a long, long time that we've had a regime change, um, like a, a complete overhaul in staff. Um, and typically, yes, um, a coaching staff change like this is going to make it obviously they haven't built the relationships with those players, and there is they're, they're just um, they're behind the eight ball when they come in, right? Um, I'm thinking that things have changed. Um, you cannot sit here with a straight face and tell me that Texas A&M has all of these great relationships with these kids, um, and that's the reason why they're staying. Now, do they have continuity on their staff? Possibly. Uh, but they're not great. I mean, A&M isn't – like, they haven't been tearing it up. This is all about booster structure with NIL. Uh, absolutely it is. Like – this is Texas A&M um, figuring out they have all the money and the resources in the world. NIL comes out. I thought LSU was out, was ahead of the curve on this. They were doing a lot of things. They were in Times Square doing the billboards and stuff like that. But it's more than that, right? Like it's not just saying that you're LSU, come here, and you're going to get contracts. They're saying, here are the contracts, come to Texas A&M. And there's a um, philosophy difference there. And guess what? They have the highest recruiting class in the history of recruiting. 
So you cannot, again, you cannot sit here with a straight face and tell me that these kids are going to Texas A&M because of relationships, blah, blah, blah. Um, or I honestly lack of relationships with LSU. Uh, if, if LSU had some kind of deal structured where they had all these boosters coming around and they were outbidding Texas A&M, even with the lack of um, knowledge of the staff and you're taking care of the family and you're doing all these things, like they are going to be enticed to go to LSU. Uh, I mean, you have Frank Wilson on the staff now. A lot of these kids know Frank Wilson already. So it's not like you got this complete – I mean, people know who Brian Kelly is. I mean, they I mean, they, they know. Um, this, is, this is completely a, a dynamic change in college football. And I knew it was here already, but today it is slapping you in the face if you don't understand what's going on. Um, and that A&M is just basically leveraging contracts over and over and over with these kids and outbidding the other schools. Um, now, like, if it, if it were me and, like, I was a kid, obviously I love LSU and there's something in my heart. And, you know, what if I do have a great relationship with this coach and they can offer me similar money and things like that? I just don't think these kids operate that way. Um, I think there's a lot of old school fans out there that are probably saying the same thing. Like, we just want a kid that wants to come to LSU. Well, guess what? Um, you're not going to find a lot of those kids anymore. I'm sure there's some that are that still are out there, but I'm sure you also want five-star and four-star kids to come to LSU, especially if they're in the state of Louisiana. Um, and right now they're going elsewhere, and it's because we're getting outbid. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. I know Gordon McKernan's been out uh, in the in the open with this uh, about you know getting deals done with kids, but I don't know if there's actually a structured plan with boosters right now. Um, I saw I saw a couple good points about you know are our boosters right now paying too much money for coaches that are not on the on the staff anymore? Like basically we bought them all out, so you know they're strapped right now. That could be a possibility. Um, these are these are things though, like a plan that should have been in place a long, long time ago for this, to kind of avoid just the sweeping. Um, you don't get anybody. Like this is, uh, I said this was. Uh, is this worse than the five for five day? And if you remember, the five for five day, um, whatever year that was, twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, something rather. Um, Leonard Fournette was in that class, so he was part of the five for five. Um, we ended up getting Fournette, and we ended up getting um, Jamal Adams. The other people in that class were Hootie Jones going to Alabama, um, Tony Brown going to Alabama. Tony Brown basically called, um, I believe it was either Frank Wilson or Corey Raymond before he walked up onto the stage and said, I'm coming to LSU, and no worries. And he walks up onto the stage, and he picks Alabama. Um, so, and you also had, um, Cam Robinson, uh, Robertson from, uh, North Louisiana, um, committing to Alabama and you had, um, I forget the kid's name. He was related to another guy. He was a defensive lineman. He ended up going to Florida and then he transferred to Miami, um, played really well and got in trouble a million times. So we actually lucked up like who do you jump? Like you're going to take. Leonard Fournette probably over any of these guys as far as – I mean, Cam Robinson was a huge deal because he started as a freshman. But um, j nobody can tell you that you're not going to take 
Jamal Adams over Hootie Jones. So LSU got the better of that deal, in my opinion, anyway. But that was a huge day for recruiting where we thought we were getting all five. And it was called the five for five. And we got two out of the five. Uh, well, today it was six guys. And it looks like we may get one for six because uh, it is trending right now. Harold Perkins and uh, Jacoby Matthews, possibly A&M leans already, and there's some contracts in the works. That's from that's from my great friend Matt Moscona uh, with that information. So um, we'll follow up on that, and I want to see how that goes. But I think this is fascinating, honestly. Um, you know, I, got, I had some people asking about – like return on investment for some of these businesses. And I agree, like they don't, there's no way to factor this. This is so new. They have no idea what kind of gain they would actually get from paying a kid, you know, a certain amount of money. You have no idea if you're going to get it back. I mean, I'm in advertising for crying out loud and they don't know if they're going to get return on investment for being on television. So um, this is actually fascinating to me to see how LSU will, um, regroup because this is uh, to me this is like okay at the end after the day everybody needs to sit down and they need to understand okay we will be passed up by Texas A&M very fast and I don't care who's coaching them the amount of talent that they're putting together is unreal um, so and I understand it could blow up and there's a lot of like me guys on the team you still got Jimbo Fisher coaching you uh, you're in a sh- shitty town called um college station so um how long are these uh, from what i heard some of these deals that they were making were multi-year deals so if you left after a year they were very smart about how they structured these um so there's a lot of things in place that i I, i'm very interested to kind of see how it plays out with like after the year do do some of these kids transfer out you know or or what happens you know i mean playing time like these kids expecting playing time because i mean you if you have 18 under armor all americans coming in in one class this is this is absolutely ridiculous right um and then like danny lewis the tight end from um westgate who was committed to cincinnati by the way um so whenever he decommitted it was almost like okay well this is an automatic right dim brock was at cincinnati now he's coming he's gonna come here danny lewis is coming here just a tight end coming in no he signs with alabama um he does the video with Brian Kelly, and then he signs uh, signs with Alabama um, like two days later. Uh, I saw something Bruce Feldman tweeted it where he he said uh, he got eight million views on that on that Twitter video with Brian Kelly, and now he's signing with Alabama uh, two days later. Um, somebody I saw somebody saying uh, they looked at the uh, tight end. Um, depth chart at Alabama and they have literally seven tight ends now. So what's going on? Why are they going to Alabama? Why is a tight end going to Alabama when he's going to be, you know, that far down the depth chart when he comes in and there's reasons, right? Like you can't tell me that there's boosters out there that are just making deals happen and just say, okay, what are they, where's LSU at? Okay. This is where we're going to be at. And at some point LSU just says, we don't have any more. Um, and right now that's where LSU needs to sit down and kind of regroup. Um, they need to focus attention on recruiting coming up, uh, for the next couple of years cycles because, um, new staff coming in, obviously you're trying to get a culture change. You're trying to do all those things, but, at the end of the day, you got to have athletes. Um, 
it looks to me that Georgia and Alabama have great cultures. I have no idea about Alabama. I mean, about A and M because we've never seen them with this kind of talent. So we're about to find out if it's going to blow up in their face or not. But it doesn't. It didn't hurt Georgia and it doesn't hurt Alabama. And this is where LSU's got to step up. Like they've got to get on this level, and it needs to start starting tomorrow. Like there's nothing you can do about today at this point in my opinion. So unless somebody comes over the top, another booster calls Scott Woodward and says, Hey, I want to do this with this guy. Let's get him on the horn. Like, I don't know how that all works, but um, you're about to lose two more five stars this afternoon to A&M most likely. So um, anyway, I wanted to touch base about uh, recruiting today just because I thought that was an interesting topic. I just wanted to kind of use my words as we would say. Um, And, you know, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for LSU. Like, there's – obviously, there's change that's needed here. Like, I'm tired of five stars coming in here and not, don't, they don't care about LSU. Um, and I and not to say that that won't happen again, but, like, I don't want to see that again. Like, I want to see people proud to be here, and I don't want to see me guys. I want to see a team, you know, that plays like a team and has, like, a lot of heart for LSU, obviously – um, but at the same time, you, you got to have studs. Um, we used to get both. So let's figure out how to get both again. And if that means you got to pay some players, that's what you got to do. Um, I think the whole structure in the world has changed in recruiting. So um, anyway, this has been uh, One Team, One Podcast Shorts. This episode brought to you by uh, River City's Total Maintenance in New Orleans. Uh, they deal in the North Shore as well. Call Lucas Ragusa at River City's total maintenance, it's 504-841-3300. You need to get your AC fixed. You need to get your heater fixed because it's about to get in the 20s. Call Lucas Ragusa at River City's total maintenance. He can help you out. He may be able to help you out in Baton Rouge, too. If you tell him about the podcast, he may make a call for you. So uh, do that. Uh, Lucas is a great folk. Uh, Give him a call. River City's total maintenance. This has been One Team, One Podcast Shorts. Go shorty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a cardi like it's your birthday.